the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Has anyone answered Jack Del Rio yet? Uh, he's the defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, used to be the Redskins, and he was fined $100,000 by the Redskins, uh, I'm sorry, by the Commanders for saying this last week. Quote, I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. Then we have a dust-up at the Capitol. Nothing burned down, and we're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. If we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. Well, here's what his head coach, uh, Ron Rivera, said that Del Rio said when he fined him the $100,000. Quote, Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday. And he understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protest, which are a hallmark of our democracy. I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6 who sought to topple our government. So the head coach missed the point. Uh, Del Rio did not compare peaceful protests to what happened at the Capitol, because they weren't peaceful protests he was talking about. They were riots. And a lot of what went on had nothing to do with protesting and everything to do with looting. I think it was on TV. I'm pretty sure I saw it. But uh, Jack Del Rio found out that there are certain truths that just aren't allowed to be true, even in football. Well, anyway, when we come back, the big guy sent nasty letters to the oil companies and blamed them for his stupidity talk about that in our second half hour speaking of stupidity why giving drugs to kids who want to change their sex instead of preventing suicide may be causing suicide stick around When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. So I went to the ophthalmologist for my eye exam. He says, what are you doing? And I told him about balance of nature. He says, well, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Every year I go in and see my doctor. She says, whatever I'm doing, it's working. Just had my physical, and the doctor says, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So My primary doctor, she couldn't get over how much better I was doing. She said she'd never seen anything like it. Here's a product from Balance of Nature that basically makes it so you get the nutrient equivalent of eating 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day. For the patients that I have taking it, it's been phenomenal. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Balance. Well, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. This is John Steigerwald. For a limited time, you can save $90 on a pair of My Slippers, and this blowout sale of the year is not going to last long, so order now. 
Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and out all day long. They're made with My Pillow foam and Impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. Call 1 800 716 8087 and use the promo code STAG or go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. Again, this offer will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at MyPillow.com. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, But only, of course, if you call right now. It all kind of makes me nauseous, and yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment for some of us, and that is the opportunity of a cash-out refinance. Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Joe Biden sent out some angry mail today. He sent letters to Marathon Petroleum, Valero Energy Corporation, Exxon Mobil, Phillips 66, Chevron, BP, and Shell, and he threatened them with using government power to force them to produce more oil. Sounds like he's changed his tune a little bit. Uh, James Taylor is president of Heartland Institute. He joins us now. Always good to have you on. Thanks for coming on, James. Thanks for having me on, John. So uh, isn't this the same guy who promised to shut the oil companies down? And now he's, he's not just he's not begging them, he's threatening them that if they, they better start producing more oil. Yeah, this is unbelievable. So you have Joe Biden who says we're not going to allow you to lease uh, any new or to drill on any new leases on federal lands. We're going to shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. We're going to shut down Anwar. We're going to impose all sorts of new regulations and restrictions when you propose to drill for new oil. And then because gas prices rise, I don't know how that caught him by surprise. He blames the oil companies. And in this case, he's saying, you need, to, you need to start refining more. You are deliberately deciding not to do so. If you look at the actual data, the Biden Energy Information Administration, they post the data. March is the last month that they posted data for. In March, it was the second highest capacity usage for refineries going back over three years. I, it, does he really believe this stuff? He is an idiot among dunces. So explain that to me. Uh, there's, there is a lot of refining going on. That was his assertion in his letter. He said that you need to refine more oil, as if when oil prices are at record highs, which they are right now, oil companies, for some strange reason, would rather not make any money after they invested all the money into the industry and infrastructure and just sit on it and not make any oil, not refine any oil. But when you look at the refinery data, yes, they're refining as much as they ever have. You just make something up. That's but, what he does. But if they're refining it, why is why is the, there a shortage if they're refining so much oil? Well, the capacity that they're at right now is about the same as they have been. The thing is, though, is that there's a, a steady increase in demand. That's been the case, and especially with COVID over, that continues to be the case. Under normal circumstances, you would have steady increase in refining capacity as well as production. The problem is not only is the Biden administration stopping production, but there is absolutely no rational reason why any oil company would build a new refinery when Joe Biden says by 2035 we're going to be zero carbon and no fossil fuels. Why would you invest all the money that it costs to build a new refinery if you can only use it for about 10 years? Unbelievably stupid. Uh, And he says they're running his, quote, uh, historically high profit margins. Is that true? Well, here's here's the truth. Oil is a boom and bust industry. So for five of the past nine years, oil companies lost money during those years. They paid us to purchase oil. And if you look at the decade as a whole, and you can go back further if you want, 
the profit margin on oil is much lower than most other industries, including Joe Biden's friends uh, in, in the Wall Street uh, finance industry. So, yes, right now, because oil prices are very high, with the oil that they do produce, they're doing at a decent profit, at a good profit. But they're saying, hey, look, we'd rather just to be able to produce more and sell it for less and you know, just run a normal economy. It's not because of greed. It's not because of any conspiracy plan. Oil companies just want to produce oil. Now, um, could, could you explain? I'm, I'm sure you've uh, explained this on this show before, but they keep you keep hearing it. Uh, anytime uh, someone is asked, someone in the in the Biden administration, or if he's out giving a speech, or if that uh, the, the woman who's in way over her head as his uh, press secretary. Uh, who can't be asked anything, and uh, just it's unbelievable. I don't know if you've seen her, but anyway, that's another subject. Uh, what, um, the, the answer you get is that, oh, look, there's uh, we got all we gave all these permits. Uh, there's the land is out there; it's been leased. They just don't want to drill. They don't want to do it. They, they they keep saying that. I heard it within the last few days. Yeah, that's crazy. First of all, they stopped new leases. Then they came back and said, well, we're going to allow twenty percent of what used to be the case. Uh, for the number and acreage of leases. But the problem is this. They're the ones choosing which leases they're going to put uh, up for uh, for bidding. Under normal times, before the Biden administration, what would happen is the energy companies, they would take a look as best as they could tell from afar because they're not permitted to drill exploratory wells. They look at the, the geology and the geography, and they say, okay, I think that this is promising. I think that that's promising. We're going to purchase a lease. And then after they purchase the lease, they do a drill exploratory wells. Some of them will have oil. Some of the leases won't, and they drill where they find oil. The Biden administration is saying, oh, you have all these unused leases. Well, they have unused leases where they don't have oil that they can recover. So it's not a problem of sitting on leases. It's a problem of you won't allow them to look at leases or to try to find leases where there's more oil. The oil companies are not going to put money down for leases and then plan not to bit, not to drill on them. They're putting money down on leases, hoping that there's oil there. And when the oil is not there, it is simply idiotic to say, well, you have to drill where there's no oil. <laughs> so so they're, they're, when they say that they have the leases and they have the permits, but they refuse to drill, what they're forgetting to mention is that they have the leases, they have the permit, and they know that, that on that land where they're not drilling, there ain't no oil. Right. Well, that's the case for much of it. And in other cases, okay, where they have found oil, you still have to wait for all the approval. You have to wait for the environmental approval. You have to wait for the government to run all of its red tape bureaucracy. And so if you're not drilling yet where there is oil, it's not because you don't want to drill. It's because of all the obstacles government has put in the way. But the biggest reason is the reason that I just talked about a couple minutes ago, which is, well, not all these leases are going to have oil. And and that's that's always been the case. It's a speculation uh, business where you you um, you do a certain amount of exploration, but uh, are, if if you can't explore the the land to see if there's oil, you're not going to invest the the time and the money to set up a, a, a system to get the oil out of the ground if there isn't any oil there. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, basically what this comes down to is the Biden administration's argument is at a time when oil prices are record high, oil companies don't want to produce oil for which they can make a fortune on because, I don't know, they want to make Joe Biden look bad. I guess that's their argument. <laughs> well, that's here's a quote from him. He says, your companies and others have an opportunity to take immediate actions to increase the supply of gasoline, diesel and other refined products you are producing. That's what he said in his letter to them. So uh, yeah. he's scolding them. Yeah, and, and, and did you notice he also used his propaganda language? Even though this is the Putin, Putin price hike is primarily responsible. Come on, Joe. If this is meant to be a serious letter rather than a propaganda tool, you won't be putting in there. Well, even though we know that the Putin price hike is the primary reason. Oh, stop it. Uh, that, there's the other quote. Uh, there's no question. Question. Vladimir Putin is principally responsible for the intense financial pain the American people and their families are bearing. So, as you say, he's still going with that. He's going he's gonna to go with that as long as he can and probably uh, secretly hope that the war goes on for a little bit longer so we can blame everything on that. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe they can find the secret uh, computer server linking up the oil companies with bankers in Russia or something. I mean, they've tried that before. Yeah. 
Um, so, um, and there's there's no correlation between. Um, well, the, put it this way: the, the prices were going up long before Putin decided to invade Ukraine. Right. The prices started going up basically as soon as Joe Biden took office, or really even when Joe Biden was elected, because the industry knew what was going to happen, what was on its way. Uh, prices have more than doubled. And what's this cost the average family? When you look at the amount of extra uh, money it's cost uh, throughout the U.S. economy, it's $300 billion. And divided among America's 100 million, 120 million households, it means the average family is paying an extra $3,000 each and every year so long as prices stay where they are. That's above and beyond what they would have been, what they were under the Trump administration. If you enjoy paying an extra $3,000 every year for oil and gas, he's your guy, Joe Biden. Yeah, and I, it's interesting because they're out there telling people to buy electric cars, right? Uh, that's, you know, they, and, as if anybody, everybody can afford one. Um, it, it, I wonder how many people. I started looking around. I just wanted to see what it what it, it takes to get an electric car, and I called a couple of dealers. Uh, I called a Volkswagen dealer. I called a Kia dealer, uh, and it, they tell me first of all they don't have any that you know an SUV. I'm talking about an electric hmm. SUV, and if you want the Volkswagen, I think it was the it's called the I forget what it's called the ND one or something like that. It's a four-wheel drive, you know, SUV. You can build your own. They don't have one, any at the dealership, but if you want one, you build one online at Volkswagen's website. And he said, and, it'll, and you'll have it in about 15 to 18 months. So <laughs> that, that's what – so you have these people going on uh, from the Biden administration saying, yes, yeah, I'm so glad I have my electric car. Uh, it, it, people just can't go out and buy an electric car. Number one, because of the cost. But they're not. There aren't out. They aren't out there. There aren't that many out there. Right. And on top of that, as you mentioned, there is the cost. If you're going to buy a, a car that normally sells for about thirty thousand dollars, you can expect to pay about fifty thousand dollars for the electric version of it. That's not a way to save money versus high gas prices. Plus, it's not like you get electricity for free when you charge up your car. You have to pay for that electricity as well. And then on top of that, we have energy economists warning us that we are going to likely be seeing rolling blackouts, rolling brownouts throughout the country this year because we cannot sustain the electricity on the grid right now because we've been shutting down because the Biden administration has been uh, inducing the shutdown of coal, natural gas, nuclear power plants. What's it going to do to the grid if you were to all of a sudden put all of these new electric vehicles on the grid when we already can't can't uh, supply the energy, the electricity, even before we do that. This is just a bad idea all around, but it's something that makes his global warming agenda sound reasonable if you don't spend half a second thinking about it. We're talking to James Taylor. He's president of Heartland Institute. Um, so uh, what is the – I want to get to the, the brownouts and the, ro- the rolling blackouts and all that stuff in a minute, but uh, what is the lag time, uh, James – on the increase in prices at the pump in relation to what's going on around the world. In other words, when we see the uh, – there there have been um, price increases down through the years, obviously, but it might go from 289 a gallon to 305, and it's back to 290 or up to 310. But uh, just could you explain – just before we got to the point where we are now, where there's ridiculous increases up to over 5 bucks a gallon – when it would go from you know two ninety a gallon to three oh five a gallon, what's the lag time between when something happens in the industry to when you see the the ten or fifteen cents a gallon increase at the pump? Well, it varies. Uh, for some of the price changes, it can be almost immediate because the industry realizes there is quickly going to be a draw on uh, on supplies. In other words, either supplies will be shrinking or there's something that's going to increase demand on them, so they factor that in right away. And uh, that can be almost immediate. Others can take a couple weeks, a few weeks, um, but it varies. But but if, I'm buy, if I own a gas station, I'm buying gasoline with the idea that uh, not necessarily based on what I paid for the gasoline I'm selling now, but I'm buying it based on what I see coming down the road that I'm going to have to pay for the new gasoline, which is going to be more expensive? Right. And and oftentimes there'll be folks that'll try to say, well, you know, they certainly raise it real quickly and they bring it down more slowly. And again, the thing to keep in mind and it's something that uh, obviously you know would be something that would be problematic. But when you look at the profit margin for the oil industry, 
Uh, the oil industry makes a lot lower profit, much lower profit than most other industries. So it's not like they're gouging profits every time they have an opportunity and they're getting these windfall uh, profits that the Biden administration and congressional Democrats claim. Now, um, what, tell me about the, the prospects of the blackouts. You mentioned it a minute ago. Um, what are the chances of us seeing that? And, and what, what's it, what it, it going to look like? Well, it's a pretty strong chance. <clears throat> Energy economists and grid operators uh, have warned, specifically for states Michigan, Illinois, Texas, really throughout the Midwest, in addition to, of course, California is always a candidate. Uh, but with the phase down of conventional electricity and without any good, reliable electricity to back it up, we're likely to see this. So in Illinois, for example, where the Heartland Institute's headquarters are, uh, last year, the state legislature, at the governor's urging, passed legislation that bans coal power plants from operating after 2035 and bans natural gas power plants from operating after 2045. Well, if you're owning or operating those plants, you're not going to wait until the last day and then shut them down. You're going to phase them down and try to find a way to ease it back. The problem is, well, you better be easing up wind and solar power uh, and by a large degree if you're going to be shutting down these other energy sources and it's just not able to keep up and and so if i'm uh if i'm a uh, uh an energy company and i've got to produce electricity um and they're not letting me use coal or they're they're they're, they're making it more difficult to get coal out of the ground what what's my recourse well it depends where you are in the energy industry so the utilities themselves many of them not all of them but many of them actually support such programs because any time that they get to build out a new wind project or solar project, they're getting a guaranteed rate of return, usually around 10%. So if you can say there's a $2 billion project to build more wind turbines, that's $200 million of guaranteed profits on top of what they were expecting. And then they realize, well, we weren't the ones that set the policy, so we don't have to take the blame. Now, some utilities are, are, are very good, and they point this out and say, look, we don't want to have this problem. But others will take advantage and see the profit opportunities. Um, we got about two minutes left here with James Taylor. He's the uh, president of the Heartland Institute. Um, so here we are. at uh, We're over $5 a gallon. I, I, I made the mistake of buying a car in February <laughs> that requires high test. Uh, and it's five, it was five seventy nine a gallon here in Pennsylvania, um, and I heard someone, uh, uh, somebody from the Biden administration in the Energy Department, being interviewed by Martha McCallum on Fox this, this afternoon, and she must have asked him fifteen times, "When do you?" Th-, you know, she he kept giving her the, all the things they're doing to help the situation, and she asked him at least five times, seriously. Uh, so when when's this gonna? When are we gonna see? Uh, inflation started to come down. When are we going to start seeing the gas prices coming down? He wouldn't give her an answer. They have no idea, do they? No, they don't. And that's because everything they do is pressuring prices, both for energy and the economy across the board, to go higher. So when they, will they come down? I don't know. It's going to take some, some change that the Biden administration does not want to do and is not planning for. Well, he was. she was trying to get him to say, is it months, years? What do you think it is? Are we talking about... I mean, we're at five, we're we're going to be at six dollars a gallon by the Fourth of July, I think. Um, I mean, what's a realistic idea when you might get back to even three bucks a gallon, three fifty a gallon? Well, uh, I would say it would be sometime after twenty twenty four, sometime after November twenty twenty four, if it's going to happen at all, depending on how much damage is done between now and then. So it's going to take November twenty twenty four, of course, being the elections. So twenty twenty two isn't going to work in November. That's not going to help. Well. Uh, changing Congress will help a little bit, but much of the damage is being done by the administration unilaterally, canceling leases, blocking Keystone XL pipeline, imposing new EPA regulations and restrictions. Um, those things aren't going to change unless there's a change of heart in the Biden administration, and I think that's a very slim possibility, no matter what prices do. i got about 15 seconds, uh, and so I'm going to ask you a really tough question. How much are we going to be paying for gas next 4th of July, a year from now? I uh, will say an average of six ten, but of course, I was asked recently how much are we going to be paying this summer. I said four sixty. I was wrong. I was underneath. Wow, you're staying six bucks a year from now. That's pretty scary. Uh, 
I, I really appreciate you coming on, James, even though you come on with bad news all the time. <laughs> Sorry, John, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Take care. We'll be right back. SRN News. I'm John Scott. The Federal Reserve has announced its largest interest rate hike since 1994, a bigger increase that it previously signaled and a sign that the central bank is struggling to restrain stubbornly high inflation. The central bank raised its benchmark short-term rate by three-quarters of a percentage point. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says the West must step up weapons delivery to Ukraine to help the country in its war with Russia. From Brussels, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. Allies are committed to continue uh, providing the military equipment that Ukraine needs to prevail, including heavy weapons and long-range systems. In Brussels, more than 45 nations discussing weapons and other support for Ukraine. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Summer is almost here and the open road awaits. This is John Steigerwald and Pitt Cycles has what you're looking for. Choose from a huge selection of 136 models from Indian, Triumph, KTM, Royal Enfield, and more. Plus, some big exciting changes coming just around the bend. Get your trade-in value in seconds at PittCycles.com and see just how easy it is to take your ride to a whole new level. Pitt Cycles in Warrendale, next to Jurgles. Reserve now and beat the rush at PittCycles.com. Twelve fifty. The answer. Brandon Tatum. On the next Officer Tatum show, there is no way whatsoever the Democrats can recover from the stupidity and foolery of this current administration. Gas prices are out of control. Inflation is out of control. The highest has been in forty years. That's longer than I've been alive. There is no way that Republicans should not sweep the Democrats in this election. We're going to have a deeper conversation on the next Officer Tatum show. The Officer Tatum show, weeknights at seven on AM twelve fifty. The answer. Well, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. And he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. This is John Steigerwald. For a limited time, you can save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And this blowout sale of the year is not going to last long, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and out all day long. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. Call 1 800 716 8087 and use the promo code STAG or go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. Again, this offer will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at mypillow. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Hanging on to those delays, if you're on inbound 28, you'll see construction till 6 o'clock, 9:10 to Fox Chapel Road. Outbound ramp to Delfield Avenue blocked with construction. Heavy on the Parkway East outbound from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Delay of about seven minutes. Busy on the inbound side, County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Delays through construction on 837 between Neal Street and Glenwood Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. 
1250. The answer. Weather. Tonight, partly cloudy. It'll be warm and humid, low 74. Partly sunny, hot and humid again tomorrow. Heavy thunderstorm for the late afternoon. Could get some hail and damaging wind. The high 90. Clear skies tomorrow night, low 68. Sunny, not as warm on Friday. A little bit lower humidity. Breezy day. The high for Friday afternoon at 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Steve Williams. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, one of the tough things for people who try to push back against transgender insanity is that uh, when they do, they're accused of, aside from being a bigot, um, harming the kids, including causing them to commit suicide. But there's a new study out there that says making the transition easy for kids may be what is actually leading to the suicide. Jay Richards is a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He joins us now. Jay, thanks for coming on. Great to be with you, John. Thanks. So who has been claiming uh, that providing things like uh, puberty blockers, hormones, that kind of stuff, and for that matter, encouragement to go this in this direction uh, mm-hmm. pre- uh, prevents suicide? Oh, well, sort of everybody you would expect, but the, probably the top dog would be President Joe Biden and his health doc, uh, Department of Health and Human Services, which claim this. And they're just simply following the pack of uh, transgender activists who've been claiming this for years, um, based, as it turns out, on a very small handful of studies, really three uh, to say anything, none of which are randomly controlled trials. They're studies that are based upon surveys in pediatric gender clinics that compared basically people that came in that wanted to get puberty blockers across sex hormones and got them with people that came in and wanted them, but for some reason couldn't get them. And then they discovered that people that got what they wanted had lower rates of thinking of suicide. So that's the entire basis of this claim that cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers reduce suicides. Uh, but if you just spend 10 minutes with this, you realize, okay, wait, so um, that's that's going to exclude everyone that doesn't come into the Jitter Clinic. It's going to exclude the people that didn't want it or whose symptoms resolved. And then you look into the details. It turns out in order to get the puberty blockers in these states, you have to be deemed psychologically stable. So turns out people that are judged unstable might actually have higher rates of suicide thought. So the long and the short of it is the data on this is really, really thin. And in this new study conducted by my colleague Jay Green, what he did is he compared different states. So some states, teenagers are able to get access to these treatments without parental notification or consent. In other places, you require parental consent. It just compared the rates of suicide. Turns out in places where kids have access to these things without their parents' consent, the suicide rate is significantly higher. So in other words, making these things available, these treatments available to kids without their parents' permission actually seems to increase suicidality. And so how many states are are out there? Do you know, uh, are there many who are now allowing kids to have access to this stuff without parental consent? Yeah, it's actually quite a large number. Here's the interesting thing we found in the study is that almost all of these rules having to do with parental consent pre-exist this whole debate. So nobody was taking cross-sex hormones or uh, puberty blockers even 10 years ago. And a lot of these things have been on the books for complicated reasons, sometimes going back almost to the 20s. And so there are a couple of dozen states in which it's actually possible under certain conditions for kids to get medical treatment without parental consent. That's only really gotten significant here in the last few years when you've had now effectively hundreds of pediatric gender clinics passing out puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones sort of like Tez dispensers. So all of a sudden, places like California, where you have girls at the age of 16 getting high doses of testosterone from a single visit to the local Planned Parenthood clinic. So all of a sudden, uh, this becomes very, very significant. The irony, though, is that because there are variation in state laws, it actually created a natural experiment so that we could actually test this. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Planned Parenthood. It caught my attention there. Uh, what do you suppose um, getting gigantic doses of testosterone has to do with planning parenthood? Well, that is exactly what I thought when we first heard about this. We had an intern last semester that actually looked at the books for all 600 or so Planned Parenthood clinics. Looks like about 260 we know of are doing this. I thought, 
This sounds like mission creep at the beginning, but if you think about the origin of Planned Parenthood, it started in the eugenics movement with mm -hmm. Margaret Sanger. They're ultimately interested in people not having children. And so it turns out if you put kids on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones for several years, you fast-track them to gender transition surgery. In other words, you sterilize them, and guess what? They don't have kids. So this really is a kind of on-mission job for Planned Parenthood, ironically. Amazing. So there's actually a movement out there, it's an obvious uh, in-your-face movement, um, to make access easier for these kids, but it's based on these claims that you say a 10-minute inspection would um, just refute. That's exactly right. I mean, most of us, if you, you know, we're, we're sort of trained to trust the science on these things. And most of the time that makes sense. We can't be experts in anything, but honestly, anyone that has had an introductory college statistics class is not biased on these questions. I, I encourage them, look up these studies by the Trevor Project, look up the two studies by uh, Professor Turbin at Stanford Medical School, and you'll discover that these, at the, the best that can be said is that they're very weak and don't show what they're supposed to show. The worst that can be said is that they're being used for a propaganda campaign against parents who get told if their daughter shows up and says, well, I'm really a boy, she takes her to the doctor, and they're told, well, do you want a live daughter or a dead son? So this is, essentially, parents get blackmailed with this suicide claim, and then against, in many cases, their better judgment, they allow their kids to go on effectively sterilizing, ultimately sterilizing treatments. Well, it's my understanding that, uh, are you familiar with a guy named Walt Heyer? Absolutely. He's one of the, the most famous so-called detransitioner yeah, through the yeah. whole process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he's told, and, uh, uh, he, he'll tell you that, that what the numbers are uh, for suicides for people who have had the transition, who were unfortunate enough to go through with it, like he was. Um, uh, and so you're dealing with a high number of suicides anyway, but it, I don't, I don't uh, hear the people in the movement talking about the suicides that actually happen, as opposed to what we're talking about here, which is these things that they're doing for the kids uh, prevent suicide. But there's a huge yeah, suicide difference in people who have had this pro procedure done and the people who haven't. That's right. In fact, people have had these done. And of course, until recently, this was mostly adults, about a 19 times higher uh, rate of suicide. The argument has been that, well, if we can get kids when they're young, get them before they even go into puberty, start transitioning them earlier, much earlier, right, uh, that somehow they, they will fulfill their, their true gender identity by transforming their body to conform to it. And so they based that claim, that very specific claim, uh, on this handful of studies. And it's, it's a remarkable how little data there is. It's only, frankly, complete ideological commitment that could lead to what I honestly think will be one, probably the, the first or second greatest medical catastrophe of the 21st century. What The first or second? What would, what, what's it competing with? <laughs> well, I'd say at the moment it's competing with the worldwide lockdowns during COVID-19, oh, okay, which so. didn't do any good and probably killed people. We'll, we'll see in the end. Yeah. But I honestly think 20 years from now we will be looking at this as the you know, the lobotomy catastrophe of the 2020s. But on a much larger scale than the lobotomy uh, catastrophe. That's Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, we know, unfortunately, now, because we're dealing with the social contagion of gender dysphoria, large numbers, in fact, about 4,000% more teenage girls now report with symptoms of gender dysphoria than did even 15 years ago. And so, yeah, we're talking about tens of thousands of kids right here in the United States. We're talking to Jay Richards. He's a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation. You're also a teacher, Jay? I was. In fact, I was a professor at Catholic University for seven years, and then I came to Heritage full-time to work on this issue actually in August. Oh, okay. So, um, so what? Uh, this is just, I guess, kind of a personal question, but what motivated you to uh, join for, for this purpose? Uh, uh, to, uh, when you say you joined for this this purpose, you're talking about you you joined yeah. Heritage to look into the transgender insanity. I honestly, I had been struggling and troubled by this movement for several years. It started out small; people weren't following it. But I'm a philosopher and was tracking this. My friend Ryan Anderson was at Heritage working on this at the time, and I thought. This is going to be a catastrophe. It's a kind of civilizational catastrophe because we're stri striking at the very 
I, our, our bodily sex, the thing that makes us human. Um, and so honestly, I, I just felt like there need to be more people working on this. So I, I came to Heritage because Heritage is one of the few institutions willing to stand up to the bullies on the other side to focus on this question full time. Have you been shocked by what you found now that you've spent you know, your full time looking into it and dealing with it? It's staggered. And in fact, I mean, I've got a strong stomach, but I can tell you looking at, at photos and images of girls who are effectively mutilating themselves at social contagion that leads to teenage girls having perfectly healthy breasts removed to contemplating the possibility of transplanting a uterus, healthy uterus from a woman into a man. This is what that. we're talking about now. This yep. is the stuff that we have to think about. And this is why I think this, this issue is ultimately a civilizational crisis, and there need to be more people focused on it. And you know, you know what's really scary to me, Jay, is that just uh, yesterday, the day before, uh, you know, this, there's a story out there about uh, there's a, sh- a tampons shortage. Yes. And the story that uh, NPR, uh, which you know you and I pay for when we go to work <laughs> every day, um, NPR, uh, in its uh, account of the story, said that. Um, people who menstruate are very uh, upset right now right. because of the shortage of tampons. That, yeah, that, I mean, that, it's, it's gotten to the point where NPR refers to women as people who menstruate. Absolutely, and if you know, if honestly, if just if just women would be buying the tampons and not men who think they're women, maybe there wouldn't be quite as much of a shortage. But the real outrage is the erasure of the word women. And I hate to tell you the thing, a lot of what we do here in D.C. is track federal legislation and regulation and the regulatory language coming out of the White House and the agencies. They just absolutely refuse to use the word female, use the word women, use the word mother. It's individuals or persons who are pregnant or lactating. It's really, it's really quite Orwellian to watch it happen before our very eyes. And it's one thing to have the lunatics who are in the movement itself and have been for a while trying to change the language, and they can, they can use whatever language they want. They're lunatics. But sure. it's NPR. This is a, a national public radio that's supposed to be smart people. And somebody sits there with a straight face at a computer and hits the keys that make those words come out. That's, that's exactly right. That's, it's not just NPR. It's Unfortunately, at oh, the yeah. moment, it's every federal institution is on, on board with this. And so um, how does it change? What, what, as you look into this stuff, you say it's, uh, we're, we're going down a road where it's going to be a disaster. Um, it seems to me like it's a, a train, and I've mentioned this, I've described it most of the time when I talk about it. It's a train roaring down the tracks right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think ultimately it ends with massive class action lawsuits against the doctors who do this. There will be thousands of detransitioners some years from now who will regret it. I hope that there's a policy solution. So states like Florida and Alabama and Arkansas, they're just prohibiting these things for minors. There's going to be a fight with the federal government over that. But I, I think these are the kinds of treatments they are experimental. They're untested. We're dealing with the, the sterility of children. And I think this is just the sort of thing that ought to be prohibited. And so I'm hoping we have that policy solution. If not, 10 or 15 years from now, class action lawsuits. I hope so. Um, and I, I have a couple minutes left here. I, I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, you mentioned that this this has not been going on all that long where doctors have been mm-hmm. treating kids for this. Uh, I, I think I read in the study, and it's a 32-page study, I have to admit. I didn't read the whole thing. But um, uh, that, that it's very recently that kids have been yep. giving, given puberty blockers for the purpose of changing their gender or their sex or whatever it is they think they're doing. Absolutely, yeah. And so kids have been able to get puberty blockers for so-called precocious puberty. So if you're eight years old, you're a girl, you start going through puberty, that's actually a little young. And so puberty blockers will be used to delay puberty until the child gets to her normal age for puberty. But what, of course, we're doing now is we're delaying puberty at a normal uh, moment when puberty would happen and then moving kids to cross-sex hormones. This is absolutely new. It's so new that... Uh, my colleague Jay Green, he actually did you know, Google Analytics on this, and basically there were zero searches for puberty blockers as recently as 2007. We started to get some incident in 2005, and then the massive spike started in 2015, and guess what? That coincides It's with the very year of the Obergefell decision in the Supreme Court 
that outlawed traditional marriage. And all, all of a sudden, the organization focused on same-sex marriage needed another issue, and they pivoted on a dime to focus on gender ideology. And so there's been tens of millions of dollars poured into this, and it is affecting even middle school age girls and their thoughts about their own body, unfortunately. And, of course, um, you are a bigot for questioning it or even That's even too- even <laughs> investigating it. There's something wrong with you. Absolutely. A transphobe and a bigot. But my feeling is that those of us that oppose this stuff and see this stuff the right way, we just need to toughen up and be willing to be called nasty names because the cause is worth it. So how long are you uh, in, 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 uh, for this? You just started uh, recently. Yeah, I did. I started in August, but I am on it. I'm in it until I'm either thrown off the project or until we win. That's for sure. <laughs> and how big of a deal is this at the Heritage Foundation? It's actually a major concern. In fact, we have, we have seven key priorities, uh, and the concern with parents' rights and education is one of them, and a concern for the rights of the unborn is another one of these. And so this is a major concern at the Heritage Foundation, and I'm proud to be part of a, such a large organization that's committed even to the tough and controversial subjects. I'm glad you're out there doing it. Before I go, real quick, I, I, I hope you I do a little uh, study for me. Why aren't women upset that Men dressed as women are allowed to dress in skimpy clothes and dance provocatively, but women aren't. In other words, why don't they just bring strippers in? Yeah, there actually are some women, including some so-called radical feminists that I've been in touch with that actually are livid about this. But frankly, I think a lot more women need to be upset about women, men pretending to be women effectively. Right, right. Sick. Hey, Jay, I appreciate you coming on. Good luck with it. Glad you're doing it. Thanks so much. Yeah, my pleasure. That's Jay Richards, Senior Research Fellow, Heritage Foundation. We'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Where are your family's old film reels, videotapes, and photos? Are they sitting in dusty shoeboxes and neglected bins at risk of completely fading away? Digitizing your aging media with Legacy Box is the safe and easy way to preserve and pass down your family's legacy. Simply send your Legacy Box kit filled with old home movies and pictures. Legacy Box does the rest, converting your moments to DVD or digital. Legacy Box has been trusted by over 1 million families and has over 10,000 five-star reviews. Be your family's hero. Unlock the memories trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, and 8mm reels. Experience the joy and excitement of re-watching your wedding day, baby's first steps, and Christmas mornings. Feel relief knowing all those cherished moments are safe from fires and water damage. The Legacy Box Father's Day event is happening now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 50%. Legacy Box is great for your family or as a gift for dad. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 50% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. We've all heard home is where the heart is. It's also where the money is. Discover how a cash-out refinance can work for you. It's your money. Contact American Financial Network today at AmericanRates.net or call one we approve The dream team at American Financial Network has a streamlined process for you to take advantage of your equity faster. Check out the Dream Team and their new and improved quick application at AmericanRates.net. That's AmericanRates.net or call one we approve NMLS 237341, NMLS 2139622. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. 
Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, so uh, did you hear about what happened in Texas last night? Um, A woman named Myra uh, Flores. She's the first woman born in Mexico to be elected to Congress. And it's amazing how this happens, but she's a Republican. You know, the Republicans are supposed to be racist, and Hispanics uh, are just lockstep behind Democrats and vote 90%. Well, the uh, the Democrats have a big problem with uh, Hispanics, and this is a huge problem for them because Myra Flores, this was a special election. Some uh, The, the uh, incumbent had resigned, but he was a Democrat. She is the first Democrat to win in that district. I'm sorry, first Republican to win in that district since 1870, 150 years, 100 and 50 years, and sh- and the um, the Democrats they have to be really worried when they see stuff like this. And it's it's what it tells me is November isn't just going to be a, a big win for the Republicans. It's going to be hilarious because to watch the reaction. I mean, seriously, if if this we're talking about a district won by a Republican in a highly Hispanic district for the first time since just after the Civil War, okay? That's where we are. And I am so looking forward, and I never watch these networks, but boy, am I going to make it appointment TV for me to be watching MSNBC, uh, CNN, and all of those guys on election night in November. They are going to be in really, really bad shape, and it's going to be fun to watch. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.